0: to the last gen podcast brought to you by miracle word ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe. Build strong faith and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. So, it was probably I think it was like 11 years ago now. What is- yeah, probably 11 years ago, um, I had just been really messed up on a bunch of different things. Uh, you know, just really doing everything you're not supposed to do, whether it was drugs, alcohol, pretty not much re- everything. Not
1: returning your library books on time? Yeah,
0: I mean, uh, Blockbuster is still looking for me yeah. to this day. <laughs> they, yeah, they, yeah. I out. was the reason they went out. Yeah. So uh, basically, you know, we'll fast forward through the part. Pretty much, I, you know, I detoxed. I got off of uh, heroin and a couple other drugs. And uh, moved to New York, moved in with my uncle there. He's a pastor at a church in upstate New York. And uh, got saved, got linked up with Ted and Carolyn's ministry there.
1: How how old are you? You're blowing through this pretty fast. How old are you at this point? When? So, like, I guess let's start from the beginning.
0: All right. So it started about 11 years ago. Um, I just knew, I mean, I was like at the end of my rope. So you kind of get to a point, and I would say this, that anybody who's on drugs that is still like saying they're having a good time is either one of two things. Either A, they're really just starting to like start messing around with doing drugs or drinking. Yeah. Or B, they're just lying because they know how big the problem actually is and they don't really want you to know how big the problem is. Right. So I would say that there's one thing that irritates me the most out of – because I've helped a bunch of people now that have been addicted to drugs, have got clean. Right. And there's one thing that drives me the most insane, and that's this – People's family members, when they're talking about drug addiction, drug abuse, alcoholism, anything like that, they always refer to it as, like, the disease of addiction. Yeah. And I could see where, from the onset, people who have never been involved with anything like that may think it's a, a disease, I guess, but, like, right. it's very truly not a disease.
1: Right. So so basically, like, the people who say—I kind of heard John Mulaney talk about this on a podcast with Theo Vaughn. Cause they were talking about their, their heavy drug addiction, which I don't recommend you <laughs> you, you know, I'm not endorsing yeah, I wouldn't listen to whatever they say. I just happened to stumble upon it. And, uh, they were talking about that, that whole idea, like Theo Vaughn, cause they'd both been in heavy drugs. And Theo Vaughn was like, so do you think like it's an addiction, like a choice or, or do you kind of see it as like a disease? And so like, basically like, I, I guess that thought process that people say it's a disease is kinda, I guess it like takes responsibility off the person. Because it, it, yeah, it kind of says like I've got no control over this. I'm, you know, I'm presupposed to this drug.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. There's, there's two thoughts that people have is either a like a disease would be a hereditary thing, right, or a disease is a contagious thing, right. But I would, I've kind of, I've actually put like a, a fair amount of thought into why do people start doing drugs? Because I've had people ask me like, what was it that got you into drugs? Why did you start doing that? Yeah. And it's so much simpler than what people actually think it is. What it really boils down to is that like either a you grew up in a small town which a lot of people watching this probably do they probably live in a small town currently and there really isn't a lot going on right or b they have some kind of pressure from an outside situation that they just don't know how to handle and they don't know what to do with that pressure so that's what it was for me so i had Mm -hmm. like i had a a bunch of issues going on in our household there was like a bunch of different pressure coming from different directions right uh you know whether it's your parents you know, have stuff going on or you and your siblings have stuff going on, whatever it is that causes that pressure. I honestly believe like a major route to, uh, to drug addiction or alcoholism is like people have not done a good job at teaching kids. How do you actually manage that? Like, how do you deal with it? And I'm not talking about like a therapist. I'm talking about like people get this pressure and they're just Mm. like, I don't really want to
1: deal with it. I just don't want to think about it. So like deal with deal with pressures at home in, in specific, or are you talking about dealing with like pressures of life? Well, it
0: it could be different depending on the situation. It could be, you know, like uh, say your parents are getting divorced. Right. And it's I mean, for depending on how old you are, mm-hmm. that's like a terrible thing for a kid to have to go through. So they they just don't want to deal with that. They don't want to think
1: about it. They kinda compartmentalize it.
0: Yeah. So it seems like a really and listen, you're not gonna find anybody that gets into You know, that's just like, well, I'd never done anything, and then I tried heroin. Yeah, you know, like the whole like gateway (laughs) drug thing. I mean, I guess you could say that like that's true. There is like gateway drugs, and I mean, anyone that's done drugs is going to tell you like I have plenty of stories where it was like we were laughing, me and my friends, like there was fun things happening. Right, but you have to kind of look at the great like the grand picture of everything and be like, okay. You know eat like sure there's fun times and like you laugh about things but you have to like look at what was the actual detriment to like right you know the morning after or you know. right so you look at all these things and that's what drives me nuts about when people say it's a disease because i one friend in particular that i helped that i helped mm-hmm. his mom was like she read every book right she listened to every podcast she was certain that like you know she knew how to help him and all this right and i just told her like you know, I can't help him and neither can you. Right. Because the only person really, you know, I mean, short right. of deliverance, but like if right. you're looking at somebody that has no background in church, doesn't right. have anyone ministering to them, they have to want to change. That's that's true. There's no like, that's where you get the people, you see the stories where it's like moms are heartbroken because right. their child came home, robbed them blind, took everything, <laughs> right. because the kid didn't want to change.
1: Right. I, I think that ties in a lot. You know, it's, it's June. And uh, I think that ties in a lot to the whole uh, you know, LGBTQ mentality, not saying like, I'm not saying like people addicted to drugs are gay, obviously. So don't clip me. Like I'm (laughs) saying that, but I think it ties in because with any sin, it is a choice. And so like, even, even the parallel with like people saying, well, I was born this way, this way, like I was born this way. I can't help it. You know, I'm predisposed to this sin, but, but no Christians even arguing like that. You weren't, like sure, maybe you right. ha- maybe you were, maybe drug addiction does quote unquote run in your family, but nobody's saying like, because you were born this way, like that's okay. We're saying you have to be born again.
0: Yeah. it's And it's not that it runs in your family and that's what drives me. It's like, what were you exposed to? Yeah. What are your trained habits to reacting to outside pressure? Right. So if your family is the kind of family and if it is like, it's not anything you have to be ashamed about. You just have to understand, like I've really done. Over the last couple of years, I've worked hard at looking at every situation that I come into. Yeah. And I try to almost like remove myself from the situation and look at it from like a third person perspective and just be like, okay, so if this is happening, if I react like this, yeah. what is it going to do? If I react like this, what is it going to do? Right. If I give it no reaction whatsoever, is this one of those things that's going to blow, blow over in you know, a, a day or two? Right. Because that's the other thing. Not every situation deserves like a major reaction. Some things will just, you know, I mean, like, you don't have control over every situation. Right. If your parents, if you're a kid right now and you're listening to this and your parents are splitting up, you have no control over that.
1: That's true. So,
0: like, what is you, you know, you getting into drugs and alcohol isn't going to better the situation for you. And it's not going to change the situation for them. Yeah. So, like, really, you know, I mean, like, everybody says, oh, well, it numbs the pain. Yeah. You have to pay the bill on it eventually. Yeah. So when I see people that are involved in anything, whether it's drugs and alcohol, or like you said, you know, like if if it's you have a family member that's you know confused right now and they believe that they're a homosexual or whatever it is, if those people, you can tell when somebody hits rock bottom because then they start turning their life around. Yeah. So the the big difference with drugs is like some people don't hit rock bottom soon enough. And they wind up overdosing. You know, I mean, that was the hardest part for this one person that I helped is I told his mom, like, you know, we can be there for him. Yeah, we can talk to him. And like, you know, the end of the story is now he's two years clean. He's doing good. He's got a job. He's got a house, everything. But I told him flat out, I had a conversation with him. I said, don't call me anymore. Yeah, there's I've done everything that I can do. Right. So until you're ready. Yeah. To be helped. Just don't call me. When you're ready, yeah. call me. Yeah. Because I know there'll come a time when you're ready. Right. But I can't expend any more resource or energy because if you're just going to take it and then turn around and, and blow it on, like, it, if you don't want to be helped, yeah. then you, you can't
1: be. Right. And so you, there was a lot of pressure at home. You you started getting into, quote unquote, the gateway drugs, right?
0: Yeah. So it's funny because I actually was just mm-hmm. talking to a friend this morning on the phone. And we were kind of talking about because we had a friend last year, a good friend of ours mm-hmm. that overdosed. Right. And the conversation we had this morning was just like, you can almost remember, there's like different things, I wouldn't call them milestones, but there's like different events that you realize like, that was a major downturn, and then things went downhill after this, and things went downhill after this. So you can almost watch these trends in your life where things start, it's almost like, you know, they say there's like no honor among thieves, but like, you'll meet somebody that, for instance, I knew somebody growing up that like sold pot. Right. But he was like, if you did other drugs he was like oh you're a drug addict and it's like well you're a drug dealer <laughs> yeah but like everybody has a line right. that they won't cross right and then you can watch people as they cross those lines where it gets to like you know
1: yeah well okay i'll do this now but right. i'm never doing that and, and for me it, like in in high school it was like i'm vaping that's not a drug it's it's nicotine you know it's like it's like caffeine it's the same chemical if <laughs> people actually said that like yeah it's the same chemical makeup and sure i guess it is it's the same chemical makeup as caffeine except there's one extra you know whatever and then you know I, i'm just it's just weed it's not like cocaine or anything and then people do go well it's not like heroin right? you know right and then people are like well it's not like i'm doing crystal meth yeah. and they move all the it's way down like the line meth. Yeah. yeah
0: so it, here's the big thing that i you know i had people that like ministered to me and brought yeah. me to church but right. even then like it, you know god wants you delivered yeah. god doesn't want you addicted he never planned for you to be addicted Right. but like you can have every person in your church stand around you in a circle and pray. And yeah. if inside you're like, as soon as I leave here, I'm going yeah. to get high again, the prayer is going to do absolutely nothing. Like, that's right. God can touch your heart, He can change your intentions. Right. But He's not going to force Himself onto your life. Right. So if you're, you know, maybe today you're somebody that's listening that is like having a problem with addiction, or you have a family member that's having a problem with addiction, it is important that like the responsibility of that addiction is right. on the person who's addicted.
1: So wait, so I, I, I'm actually asking, cause I really don't, I'm, I don't know the details. I mean, I've known you for probably like two years now, but I, I, I never really had a, you know, like a full, a full conversation about this. But, uh, so you, you said you started when you were 11 or like the conflict started at home when you were 11?
0: Um, I think that, so I started, it's funny. Cause I started out the first thing I ever did that was like the cave on what you'd say like moral values. Yeah. Is I started smoking cigarettes at 11 years okay.
1: old. Okay. So at 11 years old, mm-hmm. how did you find cigarettes at 11?
0: Well, again, it's just one of the, like, I grew up in a small town. So it's like you go to high school, all the older kids are walking home But from at school. middle school, you were 11? Well, yeah, but all of our, like our whole school system oh, is it's in, in one, one building. School. that's right. So like you have, you know, 11-year-old kids walking home with 17-year-old kids after right. school. So, you know, but it. It was like, again, you just cross one line yeah,
1: and then you just kind of keep picking the goalpost up and moving it down the field. Right. So you started smoking cigarettes when you were 11. And then when did it kind of take the next step? Like, when did you move the goalpost?
0: It's tough to say, like, at what age everything happened. But I would imagine that for the first, I would say probably... Up until I was like 15, 16 years old, mm-hmm. it was probably like most, and it sounds crazy because those are young ages, yeah. but it was probably like most kids in most small towns. Like, you know, there was parties that you could go to on the weekends. Right. There was always alcohol, you know, yeah. available and easy to get to. It's, you know, it's like we've heard a hundred times, uh, everyone I knew, both of their parents worked jobs. Yeah. Their parents were never around. Kids were going home from school, being yeah. home alone. Right. So, you know, I mean, there were the opportunity was there. Mm-hmm. But I I really do feel that one thing that would have made a difference, and I'm not saying that it would have been like a complete, like, oh, I would never have done anything. Right. But I think that the biggest thing that people need to, like, if you have somebody that's younger than you that you, like, mentor, you need to show them, like, how do you mentally handle different outside pressures in life because you're never going to live a life where you're like impervious to outside pressure. Yeah, that's There's true. always going to be different things. Right. That's true. So even like, you know, even if you're not serving God or you do serve God or whatever, yeah. like you're going to have pressure right. coming from the outside no matter what.
1: Even, even if you did grow up in, uh, you know, in the American dream and the white picket fences in the suburbs, you're going you're to have pressure, whether you know be external or internal because of external things like that's just, that's a given. And it's right. You, you do need to know how to deal with that outside of, you know, let's get high. You know,
0: yeah, and it's like now even more than ever. You know, I think probably when our parents were younger, yeah, they probably had. You know, that generation was a lot more churched than oh, than our generation 100%. was. And you know, I mean, I'm not saying that that would have cured everything because again, like you know, you're only going to get what you're willing to actually get. If you're sitting right. in church like this is stupid, this sucks. It wasn't even really. I mean, your household was probably much different than mine, but like, it wasn't necessarily the most available thing. Church, you know, yeah. Okay. It wasn't like you know. I mean, uh, my my mom's side of the family was Catholic, right? And then my dad's side of the family was not Catholic. They were, you know, I I mean, I guess they would be be considered like Christian, but they the churches they went to wouldn't have dealt with this, right? You know, they weren't like strong rooted churches that would have been. And so,
1: have you had you ever, like, in your teenage years, had you ever? growing up in a small town, Massachusetts, uh, like heard of a a Christian or a preacher or anything deal with like the deliverance aspect of Christianity, you know, like the supernatural aspect of Christianity. I wouldn't say that I had heard of like the deliverance aspect of it.
0: Um, I had been to youth group, right? I had been to Catholic church, which obviously, you know, definitely didn't cover the topic, right? but I remember when I started smoking cigarettes, I told, uh, one of the youth leaders at one of the youth groups I went to one time, I was like, hey, I, you know, I feel really guilty. I, mm-hmm. I started smoking cigarettes or whatever. And he was, his reaction, I'll never forget, because it's like one of those things that's like, that was the most useless piece of information. <laughs> because, like, I'm young. I yeah. don't know anything. Right. You know, just like my second time to youth group. He yeah. just goes, just tell the Lord and he'll deal with it. And it's like, you know, what a useless piece of information for me. Tell the Lord. You know, so like as a young kid, I don't know. So I go home and I'm just like, like, God, I started smoking <laughs> cigarettes. And it's like, you know, as like, if he doesn't know. Like I'm filling that's him what in. what those were? Yeah. So it's like. How dare you, Zach? <laughs> you know, it's not necessarily something that, you know, maybe maybe they, you know, whatever, whoever's listening, maybe you don't have like a good church that would give you direction on that. Right. But I mean. It really does boil down to that, like the decisions you make based on like the outside pressure. I can't think of anybody that I knew growing up. I'm thinking now I can't think of anybody I knew that like got onto drugs that didn't have like, you know, some kind of major crisis on the outside. Even like friends that I had that were like vehemently against drugs would make fun of me for doing them. I can think of one friend in particular. And then, like, his brother died, and then yeah. his mom died. And then now, like, now he's still messed up. Right. Like, he was, like, so against drugs, it wasn't funny. Yeah. And then his brother and his mom died in, like, a five-year span.
1: So, you know, like, you, you'd you started smoking. You, you know, church wasn't a help. You weren't you weren't really, like, you know, immersed in youth group. You hadn't heard of the de- delivering aspect of, of God. So then you started getting into harder things, right?
0: Yeah. So once that stuff started happening, I mean— I don't want to say it was like a like a time warp, but like you know, there's a, a handful of years that seemed like they went by really, really fast, right? Um, and it, it did. I just I literally woke up one morning and it was like, you know, it, it was just like a it hit me like it was this weight that came on that was like you, you know you have a choice to make, yeah. And looking back now, it was really the feeling like you know, do you want to live or not? Yeah. How bad did it get at the height of it? I mean, just. I it's tough to describe, I and mean, I guess as bad as it could be, like, you know, I I had stolen from
1: everybody yeah. I was I'm living... Just, I'm just saying because, like, a lot of people... So, like like me, outside of, you know, crime shows, I don't really have a reference point because I grew up in a house where, you know, like, I didn't really know someone who was addicted to... Even in my school where people were addicted to nicotine and, you know, they smoked weed and stuff, I didn't know anyone that was, like, addicted to hard drugs. So, like, what what kind of, like... I don't know, I guess paint the picture for, I guess, a homeschooler. I like, guess well, it would be know. funny
0: because... <laughs> no, again, I'm not recommending you watch like mob shows or mob yeah, movies But like right. I would say that the same way that mob shows Like over exaggerate the lifestyle of like a crime mob yeah. Or like a mafia family Yeah The TV shows like over exaggerate the life of a drug addict Like it's a very like mundane Yeah It's not really Most of the time you like wake up And you spend the majority of your day figuring out like Okay, I know I got to get like a little bit of money up today yeah. So that, you know, because here's the thing depending on what you get into for drugs, there's literally a point where Let you me teach reach. teach you about drugs here. Well, there's like a point you reach where it's no longer about like getting high as an enjoyment. Yeah. It's that you do just enough so you don't get sick huh. because you get very sick from yeah. like withdrawing from drugs. So you, you reach a point where it's like, you know, at the end of it, it was not even like I wanted to be on them. It was just right. like, I just don't want to be sick today. Right. So I know that if I can't come up with at least 100 or $200 or whatever it is, like right. I'll be sick for the next three days.
1: Dang. So what was it that like, what was it that made the, the, the turning point?
0: I Honestly, it's like I said, it's like tough to explain. It was just like, I had this, I woke up, I just woke up one morning and it was like, I honestly felt like I was going to die. I just, I felt like, man, if I, if something doesn't change, I, I'm going to die. And it was weird looking back because the, all the people I know, and I, I know like, a handful of people that have overdosed. Right. And, like, none of them had overdosed yet. But it's like I just had this feeling. So you had—it it
1: wasn't something that's like, oh, my buddy just died, I am I need to wake up. No, no, it was just, like, a feeling where I—, I it was, like, it
0: was—it had to have been God, like, showing me. Right. Like, you've got a serious decision to make now. Huh. Where you can continue down this path and not be able to turn back.
1: And so how many years had you been using drugs before that happened? It was, like, four years. Four years, okay. Yeah. And then, so, like, what? It's so like, you woke up and— you, you just yeah so stop, i cold i detox
0: myself i went and stayed at a friend's house uh i got clean i mean i was like really? sick laying on the floor for like 3 days and um huh i mean but it that's why i say like it it was god because he had something for my life like right. he had something for me to do and if you haven't had that yet and you're listening and you like have that issue yeah it's not you haven't not had that because God doesn't have a plan for you. Right. But Like maybe you just need to slow down for a minute and listen.
1: And I think that people hear stories like this with like major turnarounds and they think, oh, when's my time coming? You know, like they, they hear like this massive, like I woke up one day and I just felt something within me. And they're thinking, well, I haven't had that. So, you know, like, I guess I'll wait until God shows me, but it's like, people don't realize like, you can be free when you're ready to be free. Yeah. Just like we talked about at the beginning. Now it's
0: tough because you don't even have to do anything different than what you're doing yeah. every day to overdose now. You can just get a batch that somebody spiked. Right. You can, and people are like, well, I don't do heroin. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Now it's you can get any drug that's been leased. Yeah,
1: that's exactly right. You can so, get Adderall that's right. that's that has, you know, percocet in it. It's got, you know, fentanyl in it. I mean, that's just like that's an epidemic in America. And so, you know, there doesn't have to be this a massive like sky opens up clouds part you know jesus descends it, it, it literally has to be evaluate yourself yeah and i think another big problem that people have with it is
0: like the size of the task because people look oftentimes and yeah or, you know the people i knew and me yeah look at like okay i've made a lot of mistakes over the last four years yeah but you can't like it's not like one for one, yeah. like for every bad thing you've done, you have yeah, to do one. Right. It's like, you just have to worry about getting clean today. Right. Like you just, it, honestly, if you're on drugs or you're, you know, somebody that is like, that's their first step is like, you just have to worry about not doing them today. Yeah. And I, I'm not like an advocate for like, you know, one day at a time, but for the first like three or four days, yeah, I definitely day am. It's like very important the first couple days. But if you look at like the, distance that I traveled in a short amount of time after getting clean. Yeah. It doesn't take long to turn your life around.
1: Yeah. It really what, doesn't. And it's crazy because how long ago was that? Well, that was 11 years ago that I got clean. So 11 years ago. But like, when did you start? I mean, like, when would you say that you stay? I mean, like, you know, you've done so much, you're, you're only 29. Like you, you started traveling with Pastor Ted, at, you know, what, five years ago? Six years ago, yeah. Six years ago. So you'd only been five years clean then. Right. You started, you know, running a a major youth conference, you know, like doing the administrative work for it, you know, like two years before that. And so it's like...
0: And this is the other thing that I would say. It's really tough. And I had times where I felt like this because I I youth pastored for a little while. Yeah. And I remember on my way to the first service that I was going to preach, I was like, what? Like, I have no business doing this. Yeah. You know, and I really felt like that for a while. But it's funny because as you move past these things, I honestly now, like, it doesn't even feel like I ever did. It feels like I'm telling a story about a different person. Really? Like, it's like that person doesn't even exist anymore. Right.
1: It's almost like what the Bible says is true. You know, like that whole, like, old me, dead kind of thing works.
0: It it would be tough if you would have told me, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. Because, like, everything the world teaches now about getting clean is that, like, you're an addict forever. Right. You know, like... I mean, that's how they open up meetings. That's their confession. You know,
1: you know my name's Alex. I'm an alcoholic. You know, like it, I'm on this step. It's just like, it's, it's completely, it's obviously, it's obvious that the world would love for you to be an addict forever. Sure. That's very obvious. Uh, I, I like the fact that we talked about the practical aspect, aspect of it and not just like, well, talk to God about it, bro. Tell right. God it's like, yes, but there, and, and I, I'm glad I had him on because it's, it's, you need to see how at the same time, easy it is like it, yes it looks like a massive test but how easy it can be you just woke up one day obviously it was God but you woke up one day and made a decision like this this is not my life anymore you know like the power of of our decisions are more powerful than than anything that the devil can do yeah and so if that's you and and you're listening to this whether it be drugs and alcohol uh pornography addiction any addiction that you have or or anything that the devil's tried to you know get you to do as a habitual sin like that's something that I, I hope this helped you today because you know it's not so much of a massive test that you can that you can't do it you know like you, you can have a massive turnaround in such a short amount of time so Zach would you pray for people um, who are who are dealing with that you know whether it be drugs and alcohol you know like the same story as yours or you know any other addiction
0: yeah of you course know. Lord I ask you that whatever it is they're entangled with. Whatever it is that the world would have them believe, they'll never be free from. I ask that you would come down from heaven right now and touch their life. I ask that you would show them that there is a clear path out that they do have another option, that they won't be another statistic. And even if it's not drugs, you may be listening to this podcast right now, and it may be something, like Alex said, maybe it's something that no one knows about. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's the fact that, you know, whatever, maybe you're married and you've been cheating on your spouse. Whatever it is that feels like a bondage that's holding your life back, just know that you have an option. God has a plan for your life, and it's not for you to fail. It's not for you to struggle. It's not for you to be held captive by these things it's for you to be free for you to excel in life for you to have everything that he's laid aside for you so lord just tonight invade their life and show them that there's a better way turn their situation around and show them that they can have freedom in you in jesus name amen
1: amen